Welcome back to the Manga Revolution Podcast, your home for the best in-depth commentary on the latest happenings in manga and anime worlds. I'm your host, Kevin, and with me today is Rock. How are you, Rock? Oh, happy to be here as always, Kevin. I'm happy to have you because I know I just had you put you through something that you might not be so happy with me about. <laughs> and uh, Because on today's episode, we're going to be reviewing Juji Ito's Tomei as a celebration because Juji Ito just had an anime come out that adapted to various works. So we decided, you know what? It's on yeah. Netflix. Rock, I know you don't like horror too much, but I'm going to force you to read a, a horror <laughs> series because we can't avoid it now right right that's that's just how it goes <laughs> <laughs> uh before we get into the episode i want to do some quick housekeeping as always you could follow the work rock and i do on the conquerrevolution.com website where we also have all the ep- backlog episodes of the manga revolution podcast if you want to see all, all those episodes and also you could subscribe to wherever you listen to podcasts on from apple podcasts to spotify uh, on there as well so you could go on conquerrevolution.com to find our work there on top of all, all our reviews and features on the manga and comic book worlds and you could also follow conquer revolution on twitter at cb revolution R- manga revolution podcast uh, on twitter at the manga podcast and you can follow me on twitter and tiktok at the Kevin Lainus and on Instagram at Kevin L07. Rock, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Rock with 2K's Revolution. Awesome. Well, Rock, like I mentioned before, we're going to be reviewing Junji Ito's Tome, and this is a and anthology series that really is kind of broken up into three parts how how we're reading it is through uh the way that Dark Horse published it with through their deluxe, where they published the basically the three parts that um volume. So it's kind of, it is very much anthology driven where um, Tome is the main character of, of uh, the, the the main running character for all, all the stories. And Rock, when it came to Gigi Ito, how, what's your experience with him? Have you read his past work going into this? No, I have never read anything from Ito. I have I, I, I've heard of him, of course. Obviously, yeah. you know, you hear about him all the time. He is a cult favorite. But I know I never read, read any of his work. So for me, this was uh, my uh, my first introduction to his to his stuff. Yeah, I know for me, I, I have read uh, the only thing I've read from Jujito is Uzumaki, mm-hmm. um, which which is very similar. Um, and in terms of like Jujito, I know like I know him especially because like the last few years he's been winning a lot of Eisner Awards. Yes. Um, but that's also because a lot of his stuff is starting to get adapted here in the yeah. United States. So we we are behind on Jujito. Like he is like yeah. you mentioned before, he is like it feels like he's a cult um following of of supporters and like and I have uh, my friend let me borrow uh Uzumaki like a couple years ago and I, that's mm. my only experience reading his stuff and it's it's interesting just because with Ito's work and just going into Tomi a little bit like I mentioned before Tomi does center around uh our our title character who's a like a mysterious beautiful woman named Tomi Tomi Kawakami and she and you could identify her really easily by it through her sleek black hair and the beauty mark that she has below her left eye and those are the identical characteristics and Basically, this entire story just kind of deals with how she, it, like, through her just being present in the world, she's able to psychologically and emotionally manipulate the people around her, mainly focusing on men when it comes to the manga. It is focused on her, her manipulation of men, and but that also affects the women around her as mm-hmm. well. So it's like she's really a for, almost like a force of nature, like a succubus. Um, and she does basically cause chaos, almost like Joker-esque a little bit. She's just kind of, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and w- what I found interesting, Rock, about this is just seeing the way Japan handles, like, horror, with, with, uh, like, with Ito and everything, like, because it's very different from how the United, here in the United States we handle it. Because, like, again, we while a lot of it is 
thought of jump scares there's a lot more like psychology and all that stuff and it, on the thriller side of things here it didn't feel like a thriller it felt more like an examination of how characters yes. can get completely thrown off and like how this one force of nature like a force of nature really just can't throw like society off, off completely yeah i agree it's it's it is quite different from uh, much of the horror genre that you get over here in the u.s no doubt about it it is it is uh you know i use kind of like it's it's there is some violence, but nowhere near the level of violence you get over here. Not even close. Um, yeah, it's, it doesn't feel like a slasher. Like even though there are viol- there are violent scenes, there's horrific scenes in here. Yep. I would never consider this like a slasher yep. film or anything like. And that just goes back to the main character of Tommy herself, where she is not this overly powerful. Like she is an unstoppable being because we do get a lot of imagery of why she is. Right. But when it comes to the way her approach to things, she is very calculative. She's very manipulative, and it's very interesting to see how Ido uses like human beauty, um, yep. in a sense, to cause so much chaos in a world. It's definitely it is definitely more psychological. It's definitely examining more the the human. Ex- experience of societal relationships between the various characters as well as the psychological toll she takes on people the obsession the obsessive nature that people create that she cr- brings out in people the manic you know feelings she brings out in people honestly you know who ito reminds me a lot of and i mean a lot of big time like every time when i was reading because these are basically a collection of yeah you know, they're essentially short stories right so as i'm reading it it just kept coming back to me more and more and more again but this is edgar Allan poe all day i mean poe uh wrote a he had one of his short stories uh legia where it's oh it's a woman uh who becomes ill she dies and the narrator is is going crazy and staying with her body overnight and watches her slowly come back from the dead and it, it, there's all sorts of weird Weird, like is you know is that you know is it's almost like an opium hallucination yeah. uh it, it, it there's book after book you know the telltale heart uh the raven <laughs> i mean it's 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 book it, after it, book, very poe-esque to me heavily and it's almost going into like the way tommy like as a character manipulates everybody that they get to the point of feeling helpless in the world yeah. and that their only outlet is to cause so much violence and like mm-hmm. and specifically kill tome and she always comes back mm-hmm. anyways but they don't know that going into it but that's the feeling that she gi- gives them is that oh my god i don't have a way out of this the only mm-hmm. way I, out of this is to do one of the most horrific things to do is kill somebody like i have to go through this violent act like we even open up like what is it the first story where this mob of people be like we're, we're going to dismember tome we're going to do all these things mm-hmm. and once we're done okay we're, we all agree we're never going to talk about this this never happened and this is a secret that we're going to keep for the rest of our lives and what happens next tome shows up again and so it's like they, they can't run out of this cycle and then tome is just gleefully like in this like repeat cycle of like she knows she's putting all these people through yeah it's it's it is it, that's the main th- that's the reoccurring theme that you get in all these short stories is it is she she drives the men to madness to the, they are obsessed with her the only way to get past the obsession is to kill her and before she dies she gets these men to do horrible things to other people as well and it's it's, it's kind of that's kind of how she operates it's as as a horror element you know as a horror uh, literary tool that's how she operates and does her her uh, mischief and that's that's what reminds me so much of Poe because Poe gets into the it's always not about it's not about it's always about the victim not necessarily about the supernatural creature or being that is causing the mayhem it's about the victim it's the victim dealing with I hear the heartbeat in the walls that's what Poe would do or whatever it, it's, it's the manicness of the victim that drives the story really 
than the supernatural being that causes it. You know what I mean? It, and w w like w what's really interesting is just how this kind of deals also with how like society is very easy to like kind of collapse on itself with yes. just like a force of nature, just one yes. attack. And that's what yep. told me yep. is she, like I keep saying is that she's does come across as this force of nature that just comes like a typhoon just r r rages through and just causes that like everybody to from being like normal, kind of almost normal people right. to just being the most horrible and doing horrible things to each other and just acting in ways that they never acted before in their lives. And she's basically just causing havoc in whatever society that she she's placed in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, It doesn't really matter if it's adult, you know, older men, middle aged men, teenage boys. The result is always the same, Kevin. You notice yeah. that, right? How like the yeah. ages will change, but the results always the same. And it kind of shows you it doesn't matter what stage of life these people are in. It doesn't matter if they're teachers, if they're a successful businessman, a good father, a good son. It, it, it None of these things matter when she gets her hooks into someone. Everything falls apart. Everything yeah. And I think that also makes what when we do get to the body horse aspect of this series uh, of like all the stories is like when we see uh, Tomei and like the like her doppelgangers or like yeah. her or like the, the real horrifying images of Tomei when she's like in kind of almost demonic forms. Yeah, they're like they're so much more effective that way where they do come off as scary, but on a different level because you saw characters go through so much emotional torment. So yeah. it's not like a it's not treated like what Ido I think does where I could see like, oh yeah, he is a master of this where it's not a jump scare. It's just more like you see the image and you're just terrified it. And it like runs a shiver down your spine because of like everything that these characters have been put through. Now they're having to see this image of Tomei's like almost demonic form here. Yeah. Yeah. No, Tomei is kind of, it's interesting as you, as you read, as you get into read past the first short story and get into the second, third and fourth, and you learn more about how Tomei operates as a succubus she's not just a traditional succubus she's kind of like succubus times wolverine okay <laughs> you know what i mean because every time it's the weapon x program <laughs> right every time she gets killed or cut up every time you chop a piece of her off it sprouts a new tome you kill her and a new tome comes to life you hack her up and, and the whole thing is people are not these men are not driven just to kill her. They're driven to kill her by chopping up into as many pieces as possible, right? Well, that, so one Tomei, after she gets killed and chopped up, creates like 20 Tomei, right? And boom, 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 on goes the horror. And so it's, uh, as you, you learn that as you progress in the short stories. Did that, was for you, because I know you're not a, really a fan of horror, mm. did, was that much more effective, literally, literal tool for you of like, uh, when it came to getting more and deeper into horror as you read the series, or was it something when you still, when you got to, especially that part, did it kind of be like, okay, I'm kind of, okay, th th this is too far. And I, this is where I, I don't like, this is why I don't like horror. Yeah. It, it, the latter, Kevin, it's, it's more of that. This is why I don't like horror. Cause it just becomes so ridiculous and over the top that I stopped taking. I stopped taking anything seriously mm -hmm. and it stops. It's not scary. It's not, it just becomes kind of a joke at this point. And, yeah. and when that happens, I mean, you're done. You're out of the story, right? When you would take it seriously. So mm -hmm. that's, it just it reminds me of why I'm not a huge fan of horror. Cause it was like, okay, you know, it was interesting. The first chapter I was like, oh, 
That's interesting. Okay. But then yeah, she comes back to life. She's like the she's like the Kenny from South Park of uh Japanese horror. And so <laughs> but but yeah, as it got more and more over the top, we're we're getting like you know, 20 tomes from one dead tome. I was just kind of like, okay, I've got it. I'm I'm good. Yeah, and for me, it, it wasn't necessarily that it was like a turnoff, but it was more of a thing of like the more we got of it, the more yeah. I was just like, you know what, I need to take a break now. Yeah. Of it. And yeah. like I did get to the point before, like before even recording this podcast, I was just like, you know what? I read the first volume, which is the first six chapters, and then I read into the second volume, which is Tommy Part Two, because like yep. the, the way it's collected, it, it, it is collecting the entire thing, but it is told in a story of Tommy Part One, Part Two, Part Three. That's right. I read through all of part one, then got into part two and like halfway, the halfway point of part two, I was just kind of more like, okay, I kind of got my fill. I'll come back and read the, the rest maybe at, at some later point. But I got to the point like halfway through like part two of Tome where I was just like, you know what? Okay. I'm kind of, I'm kind of done and I'm, I got my fill of this. And if I read more, I'll probably get more of the, this is a joke type thing. And cause then I, and I felt that coming on and I was just like, I don't want that. Cause I know how much this work uh how important this work is and all that and i don't want right. to if i i felt like kind of like the point that you seem to get get to i was like okay i kind of feel like i will get to it if i read more yeah i read yeah you're right because the, the first volume it's six chapters the second volume is uh another another six and then eight or, for the last one eight for the last one right so yeah. i read um the first 12 chapters so the first two volumes i read the whole thing and then you, you know we were dming and you were like dude you don't have to go any farther and i was like thank god <laughs> <laughs> well, you, i think you, I, I think you got you, you got to me you dm and said it I, I didn't realize how how, how much this was because i thought yes. this was gonna be a breeze right yeah yes yes much longer than i expected these <laughs> chapters are way longer than you expected and then, <laughs> then I, that's when i dm'd you i was like yeah you don't have to read all of it um what, but you know i feel like for me like it got to not only was it start, starting to become a joke, and that's when you, you don't want that to happen. Like yeah. that, when that happens, you know, you got to pull out. You're done. Right. But before before. It got to the part where it started feeling like a joke, I would say by I read chapters one, two, three. I think it was around chapter four that I felt like it's just started becoming repetitious. Oh, yeah. I was like, OK, I'm reading the same thing. It's literally the same story. It's literally the same story. And then it started to jump the shark on me and become more of a joke. Yeah. You know I mean? Yeah. And I think for, for me, I think I, I could see how Ido was challenging himself with the Tomei character. He didn't yes. want to try and alter things. I think the biggest changes are the type of man that she, she attracts mm -hmm. as well. Cause like you said, I think it does help uh, that we see different type of men that she's yeah. interacting with. She's not interacting yep. with the same types and even the same like women and all that stuff as yep. well that are in the world. I think Ido does a good job of finding the voices for each of the characters and how they are driven mad and all that. So that's what kept me through. Like in even the first volume, I was like, okay, I'm excited to read the second. Mm -hmm. It's more of the second volume where I was just like, I think I kind of read, read enough of this. It's kind of almost like watching too many. I watched almost too many horror movies all at yeah. once that <laughs> I, I was just like, okay, I, I can't do this to myself anymore. Right. Um, and it, again, it's more so of like, okay, I got to save this for later on. That's why I didn't read it more so than it becoming a joke to me. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. where it felt I, I could I could totally see you on on your end where it can be because it, especially if Ido's challenging himself more, I don't want you to spoil it because I will read it eventually. But yeah, it does seem like it's more of like he had to kind of almost challenge himself to how much more extreme can I get? Right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. How can I top myself? How can I top my that last chapter? Right. Yeah. 
So, and, and you get that sense, and I think especially once you get to like part two of of the of this um, anthology series as well. So, and like I said, I didn't want to get to that point, but I again, like going back to the pot for my for myself of like the positives, I did like all the ways he just kind of like told me just manipulates people and all that stuff, and then just like speaking to society, like I said before beforehand of like he didn't go go introduce it right away it was kind of like a slow drip of like oh she yes like even though we already know that she's an otherworldly creature or otherworldly being i mean i should say Mm -hmm. um he doesn't go all in on the body horror and like the more horrific stuff it's like it is a slow drip to that point and i'm glad that he went with the slow drip instead of going it in it right away so that the focus is on the human psychology from the at the beginning yeah oh no i totally agree if uh Wow. If he didn't do the slow drip approach, I probably would have tapped out after the first two chapters, Kevin. Uh, What got me to continue to read through the entire first volume, I enjoyed the first volume more than the second volume. I'll tell you that right now. But what got me going through it was that it wasn't like, wham, you're right into just body horror, body horror, body horror. And just how can I top myself? And now it just becomes just a it's just like. Then it's just shock, shock value. Right. How much much are we just going to get now? And that. Has zero appeal to my brain, so you know I just it doesn't interest me. Uh, so I like that he did the slow drip approach because you don't get any of that in the first couple of ch- in the first few chapters. It's it's actually it's actually kind of restrained as far as the real body horror supernatural stuff is concerned. It's <sighs> fairly restrained. Well, and 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 the horrifying aspect, I guess you could say, like the scary aspect of it is yeah. that Tommy returns after she got that's brutalized. Right. That's, right. That, that's the scariest thing that happens right. in the first cha- like in the first story of like. She gets brutalized, and you see all these people like being like, "Okay, we're 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 gonna keep this a secret, right? Okay, we're gonna keep this a secret." And the next thing you know, Tommy shows up, and that's like, "Oh, oh crap! What what just happened?" Type thing, uh, more so than like being like, "Oh, she's gonna turn into the monster that we see eventually with all double gangers and right. and every and all the other stuff that we see later on in other uh, stories." Yeah. And I think that that's a good approach because then, like, you get into that first volume. I think that you, you, he continues that on, like. Mm-hmm. I need to focus on the people, and yep. then it feels like the transition is into part two. And uh, like uh, again, you could correct me if I'm wrong. I think in part two, it's more of the focus on how am I topping Tommy's transformation, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's absolutely that's absolutely right. That's absolutely right. So it, it, again, it'll be interesting. And like, did this make you want to try and read like future Edo uh, uh, work and like seek that stuff out, or are you kind of like you understand or you get what what the appeal is, but it's not for you. I get what the appeal is, and it's not for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought. I I know that what's what this assignment was. Are you going to think of like watching the anime to see how like the like the collection that just came out on Netflix? Because I think uh, one yeah, of the episodes right. does adapt a to- one of the Tomei stories. Does it? Are, okay. are, or does it compel you to want to go w- seek that out or seek out any of the adaptions for for this uh, series Definitely or any, anything else? No. Definitely not. There's a lot of really good anime out there, Kevin. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm gonna stick to stuff i know i'm, I'm you're gonna, gonna you're gonna, you're gonna stick to buddy daddies right yeah man now that i'm all in on <laughs> <laughs> that's what i thought this this season I, I was like that's a rock anime if i ever heard one yeah, yeah it is it's into his 80s 90s nostalgia brain right <laughs> <laughs> no but uh yeah now for me i think i will try and see about checking out the anime just to see because i i'm i am always intrigued of how this translates because that's one thing i want to see how Mm-hmm. Like Gigi Ito's work does translate from page to 
to like an like an animated or like live action adaption because that's always like sometimes the translations don't always hit and I do wonder right how because he the he goes all all out with the um the transformation and stuff like that but at the same time like the people aren't like his art style is very much kind of almost like reminds me of one a little bit uh, yeah. uh in terms of yeah like the way he draws people is it like mm-hmm. super attractive or anything like like it's more yep. like the people telling you and all that but it's very i, I guess you could say plain the, the character no, design you're right you're right but i'll be interested to see if they keep up that tone with with the anime or are they going to do kind of like what mob psycho did with like one's art, art style like okay we're, we're that, mob's one's art style was this but we're going to actually make it a little bit better with the anime is like yeah. increase it but i wonder how that's going to affect the horror aspects of this as well because like ito's uh way of drawing horror is very unique i feel like yeah uh, and i don't know if it translates if they try and change the art style too much that's an interesting question and i yeah, because you're right. Because Mob Psycho, they really did. They they plussed up once artwork, no doubt about it. They plussed <laughs> yeah. it up, um, and and I and I get why you I get why you yeah. do. I I understand that completely. Uh, but with Ito, golly, I I think the horror wouldn't hit the same if you if you changed his style of art. Yeah, his simple so like, style of art, the, the simplicity of his art actually makes his horror hit better uh because it is so psychological um i I think if you went really like over the top kind of anime with the horror you would you'd lose the essence of his story or or even like the traditional what we see with the like the traditional art style for anime i think there's there's a a, like a basic art art style like yeah we see like almost animes adopt and i feel like if they try and do that with any of like the designs for just the normal people I just don't think it's going to work because it's going to make the horror, like it's going to make a clash. So I will be, that's where I'm interested to see just watch like maybe the Tome episode and maybe a couple Mm -hmm. other episodes to see how Ito's work translates into anime form because I have never watched an anime for Ito's work before. Right, right. Yeah, that'll be interesting to see. Uh, They they really should keep his style though. I think that if they really want the anime to do well, I think. And and that kind of gets back into the argument of like, I think Ito does a good job with because the manga art form is black and white. It yes. is like, and he maximizes that. I do like goes back into it of like, how, I wonder how an anime art style, like, is it going to completely change what the coloring with the, with the change, like change it in character designs and stuff like that. Are they going, like, even if they keep Ito's character designs, are they going to be able to match the tone of it because it's in color or are they going to like adjust the light like the lighting of the, and how it works in the anime I, i'm glad you brought that up because that was something that once you mentioned the anime to me immediately leapt to my mind you know i like i've never had a problem with the fact that manga is in black and white it's never bothered me i know for some american readers that's a turn off it's never bothered me in the least bit okay Having said that, uh, whenever the anime rolls out of what I'm, of, of a manga that I really enjoy, okay, it doesn't bother me that it's in color. And I've never been like, oh, you ruined the look of it because it's in color. Like Spy X Family looks wonderful in color. So does Chainsaw Man. You know, I, all For me, all the manga that I read, they look great in color. However, you put your finger on it, I think, very smartly. With Ito's art, no. Kevin... I don't think I would want to see it in color. And I think it would really I don't, ruins maybe a too strong of a 
term, but I think it would really negatively impact the look, the mood of the entire story if it wasn't in black and white. I, I think it would rob the story a lot of a lot of its power that it does have and a lot of its impact that it does have if it was in color. I, I think black and white is is that's the use of the negative space and all the darkness. That's really what carries the day for his story. I don't know, Kevin. I don't think I'd want to see it in color, to be honest. I do want to see how things uh like in terms of the animators they challenge themselves to do yeah. that because I, I think that's a also a good challenge for animators themselves to be like how do we translate this to yeah. the anime art form just like we, they did with the, uh, i know that this has had live action adaptions i think that is always yeah. the fun of like of that of like how do the animators challenge themselves because again the anime art form and the live action art form is going to be different for the manga or comic books and stuff like that so it's about how do we keep it faithful but also make sure that it's attractive to the audience that's going to be watching this as well yeah, I agree. It's going to be tough because I mean, you're right. If they rolled out a black and white anime, that's a might be a hard sell for a lot yeah. of people. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it has to be something special like the Star Wars uh, anime well, yeah. that just came out. Like, but and that was just one episode that they did that for. They didn't do that for the entire series, right? Uh, right? Like, right? With, with that, like, <laughs> so you have to sometimes do a special. So I do wonder if they're going to adopt different, even different art, anime art styles for it to match, depending on the tone of the stories sure. that they, I think, adapted for that that anthology series so again i'll be interested i'm going i will check it out i know i'll, I'll let you know rock if you should check it out as well since you're not going like jumping <laughs> at the, at the chance to do it so i'll let you know perfect did you ever watch any of the movies uh no i haven't watched any of the live action i'm not a horror guy um like that's, that's not right. like unless a girl my girlfriend will drag me out to watch a horror movie <laughs> i'm not gonna i'm not one to seek it out so unless, understood <laughs> unless my significant other says hey we got to go watch this i'll be like okay Date yeah, night, yeah, yeah. I guess date night and I'll be uh, just eating, pop- looking at my popcorn and eating it the entire time and not looking up in the screen. Uh, 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 <laughs> uh, I've not seen them either because, yeah, I mean, uh, that, me, the odds of me seeing a horror movie are very slim. I, <laughs> I, I, I rarely have fun. The, the menu is the most horror that I'll watch. So, <laughs> <laughs> Okay, there oh. you go. I got gotcha. <laughs> you. Uh, but, but anyways, uh, no, but... but but again, it, it, this is a good experience because I think we we typically stay in like uh the shown shown in oh, like sure. superhero category and like or uh-huh. the supernatural stuff and so it's fun to see like supernatural in terms of the horror and just seeing yeah. how Japan handles horror compared to us because this did feel like a very different experience from when we yeah. are watching the movies or reading stories that yeah. like are, are are from an American perspective. I'm glad that we took this chance of reading something on the Japanese side of things because again we don't. Or like I know on this podcast, we, this is not what like usually the type of thing we cover. <laughs> it is not our milieu, is it? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but again, thank you very much, Rock, for going going through that and putting yourself through something that you you're usually not comfortable reading. So I, I really appreciate you doing that for me. Of course. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, that'll do it for th- this episode, and I hope everyone has a good rest of your day. <laughs>